Rabotai, we continue the study of the Tariyag Mitzvot, and we're up to the 405th Mitzvah, and that's the Mitzvah of Tekiat Shofar, Berosh Hashanah. It's a positive commandment in Parashat Pinehas, the Pasuk is well known, Yom Teruah Iye Lachem, Perich Haftet, Pasuk Aleph. <clears throat> and although the Torah does not say explicitly that on Rosh Hashanah, you should use a shofar. It just says you should blow a teruah. However, <coughs> the tradition we have is that the Torah was referring to shofar as was explicitly mentioned in the year of Yovel. And therefore, since in the Jubilee year, the Torah says shofar, they uh, learn it as well for Rosh Hashanah. Now, what, be, what would be the purpose? <coughs> Why to blow a shofar in Rosh Hashanah? So the Chinuch writes... That just like they blow shofarot at the time of war in order to motivate the soldiers that they should go out to war, so too on Rosh Hashanah, which is the day of judgment with everything is in the balance, in order to arouse the person to motivate that he should change his nature and that he should pray for mercy on his sins from the Adonar Hamim. So he says, Vekol shofar me'orer harbe, that we know the sound of the shofar definitely inspires and arouses. Furthermore, the broken sounds of the shofar remind the person that he should break his yetzerah in order to overcome the desires and the pleasures of this world. Some of the mitzvot connected to shofar. <clears throat> Number one, the shi'ud of the shofar, how big a shofar has to be, it's enough that he holds it and you're able to see both ends of the shofar extending from his hand. All shofarot are kosher, except from the horn of a cow or a bull. That's not called a shofar, that's called a keren. A shofar refers to a hollow horn as opposed to a keren that is not hollow. If the person shaved the shofar and basically just have the shell of the shofar after it was shaved, obviously it's going to change the sound a little, but it doesn't matter, the shofar is kasher. Rosh Hashanah that fell out on Shabbat, even though in the Torah we blow the shofar, Hachamim made a gezerah, you might carry it for Amot Prashut Rabim and make a sin that's uh, punishable by the Torah, by Sekilah. And therefore, the rabbis took away the shofar from Shabbat Rosh Hashanah, unless there is a Bedin and you're blowing it in front of the Bedin. And the question is what type of Bedin? Harambam sounds like you need a bedin of Simuchim from Eretz Yisrael, they're on the high level. The Reef, however, held that any bedin is enough, so long as they are the great rabbis of the generation, and it is brought down that Rabbi Yitzhak Al-Fasi on Rosh Hashanah, Shehaneu B'Shabbat, would blow the shofar in his yeshiva, because he held to have a bedin, and in front of the bedin he held that that's okay, but again, that's only Rabbi Yitzhak Al-Fasi did it. Even his students, they claim, did not follow that practice. Today, we don't know anybody that blows the shofar, <coughs> even in front of a betin of Gedolei Yisrael. From the Torah, you only have to blow nine sounds. Let's just go through the math very quickly. <coughs> the Torah says, Yom Teruah. And we know that a Teruah has to have a Tiki'ah before it and a Tiki'ah after it. So that's three sounds. It says the word Teruah three times in the Perashah. So that's three times three, which is nine. And that would be the, <coughs> the shi'ur. In the olden days, everybody would blow a tiru'ah what he felt a tiru'ah was. Tiru'ah, everybody agrees, is a crying sound. So you went to different shuls, you would hear different uh, tuk'in giving their version of what they believe a crying sound is. 
and there was a lot of uh, a disparity amongst the communities until the great rabbi to be Abahu came, as brought down in the Gemara at the end of Rosh Hashanah, and he standardized the Teruah, but he couldn't standardize it uh, uh, to a limited amount because there's different ways of crying. So he said, well, there's some people that cry in a short way, like tu, 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 tu. That's the Teruah. And then some cry in a long way, which is Shivarim, tu, tu, tu. And then some cry both, Shivarim, Teruah. So therefore, he gave all options that one would have to blow in order to alleviate. So you have to blow uh, 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 the Teruah, Tiki'ah, Sorry, tiki'ah, teru'ah, tiki'ah, three times. And then you would have to blow tiki'ah, shivarim, tiki'ah, three times. And you have to blow tiki'ah, shivarim, teru'ah, three times. So therefore, from uh, nine sounds, all of a sudden we got to 30 sounds. And then, of course, we started to do tiki'ot mi'omet, tiki'ot mi'yoshev, tiki'ot nalachash, tiki'ot nahazara. And that's, Tehanuk uh, doesn't go into that, but he does discuss the important takana of Rabbi Abahu that he added a standardized way to blow the tiru'ah. Of course, this mitzvah of blowing shofar applies in all places at all times, only applies to male, not to ladies. Ladies are exempt from hearing the shofar. After all, it is a mitzvah aseh, shazman gerama. And if a person did not hear at least nine sounds of the shofar, he has transgressed this positive commandment. And if he heard them, even over a long period of time, like the Gemara says, if you heard nine sounds over nine hours, <coughs> the, the Gemara says, even though there was a long hefsek between each sound, the Gemara says, Yatza, Tainuk does point out, so long as he did not hear any pasul sounds in between. And that is the uh, halakha again, 405, Mitzvat, Tekiat Shofar, Berosh Hashanah.